Bureaucracy's basement to your ears in compliance with the memo EX 1063. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On this meeting of the Bureau, we have Jennifer Matatek, curator and, and director of the Dunlop Gallery, and we have stuff. We got stuff. We got all the stuff you could possibly want. All that and more. <laughs> and 100% more on the Queen City Improvement Bureau. This meeting is now in session. Hey, good. Hello, oh, you. Good. Oh, look, good so familiar. We yes, it's it's like it's like we've actually just been talking about comics or something. Oh, I feel like I've been here forever. We have, have we? Yes. Well, well, in in the sense that a, a work of literature is eternal. Each time you open it, it begins anew. Uh, every time somebody tunes into our to our meetings, like we are, we are once again there. Oh God! What building are we in? I, City Hall. Okay, City excellent. Hall. Basement Sorry. of City Hall. Sub basement of City Hall. Excellent. Just double checking. Yeah, it's it's sometimes hard to keep track. Long day, long night. I know. Yeah, for all of us. For yeah. all of us, in, indeed. So, should we take attendance? Yes, we can get this. Let's get going. All right, all right. So, uh, first attendee is um, Darren A. Mango. Darren A. Mango. Darren, comma, A. Mango. Oh, the world's first sentient tropical fruit. Darren, oh. a mango. Oh, yeah. excellent. He's going to be in? Will he be talking about the, well, the, 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 the difficulty of being a sentient fruit in this I, world? I think so. Or more like cooking tips? Um, well, I think I think that's a little... That sounds a little in, Insider. Insider, insider cooking, cooking tips. tips. Like what temperature Darren's flesh should be at. Yes. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah and I've like, been there, man. <laughs> I've been macerated, man. I've been there. I've seen things. I've been muddled at the bottom of a cocktail, and you don't want to see that. Mid leaves just pressing down on me. Simple syrup. It's the worst. No, I think... Uh, I can't wait. I think Darren A. Mango is... Uh, I'm not sure actually what he's going to talk about. Or just, I'm just so honored to have him on. Yeah. Um, as a celebrity. Yeah, well, he, he achieved sentience in um, July 20th, uh, 2015, mm -hmm. uh, and his first act was to name himself Darren, mm -hmm. and he hasn't done much since. Well, you know, it's, people, I mean, you can't expect a lot from him. It's true. I mean, yeah. peop, I mean, he's actually smelling pretty ripe. I'm thinking maybe he's, mm -hmm. they think maybe he not, might not be alive anymore. A rotter, that dude. A complete rotter. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't see him here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, wait, sorry. Um, I think I've made a mistake. Oh, oh no. I've mixed up the letters. Uh, Darren A. Mango should be um, a um, Aiden Morgan. No, that's actually you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense. I, 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 I didn't even know how a mango would talk. No. Yeah. Would he just be tele telepathic or something? Maybe, maybe I don't right. know. Maybe if you wouldn't you just like slice a hole, like just a line across the side, and then you can just <laughs> maybe if you'd say parquet or something. Parquet, parquet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Who else is coming to this damn meeting? Uh, this this here darn meeting. Uh, we've got uh, Nape Duel Che. Who? Nape Duel Che. No, I've never heard of Nate Dulce. Uh He was a, um, much like Ben Riley, was a clone of Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. uh, from I don't know if you know that context. Uh, Nape Dulce is, uh, it was a cloning program that uh, from Che Guevara. Oh, really? Yeah. They wanted to produce, like, 
like just endless armies of revolutionaries. Revolutionary shays. Revolutionary shays. Oh, so they could like turn them all into t-shirts. Yes. And in right. fact, most of them did end up as t-shirts. Ah, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. And now you know. Right. So it wasn't so much that they were cool. It was just that there was these surplus Shea t-shirts from the cloning experiment. Exactly. And so then they had to like find some place to put them in. So they just threw them on like um, Gen X kids in the 90s. Right. right. And uh, the Nape Duel line were apparently coasters. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I don't, and I'm not sure how a coaster is going to talk either. No. But, um, Revolutionary coasters, hey? Um, wait, yeah. Ho- hold on. Uh oh. Oh, uh, guys, I, you know, I've done it again. You'd think, you'd no. think I would learn my lesson I by would now. Think. I, uh, clearly, I have messed things up here, and uh, it should be Paul Deschen. Oh, actually, that's me. Oh. And I never even owned a Che Guevara t shirt. Wow. No. no. Neither did I. Yeah, funny. Yeah, that. our neighbors had a poster. Did they? Yeah, I could see it through the window. Right. Yeah, anyway. And uh, we have a guest tonight. We do. Uh, Jennifer Jadatek. Ah, no. Jennifer Matatek. I, I'm just, I give up. I'm just never going to get anything right. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. Oh. Thanks for um, thanks for letting me crawl into the basement. Well, thanks oh, for Our pleasure. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Really appreciate the important work that you do yes. here in Regina. Thank well, you. Well, we're, we're here to like offer any improvements we can think of. I think we all, we, we have the same goal, right? Which is to make this city better. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's such a great, like... Vision or a mission statement, right? Regina, write that down be better. Be or better. wait, no, Regina, let us help you be better. That's that seems not... really long. Yeah. It does. Um, How about Regina? Try harder. You know, I like that. Yeah. It's Ooh, the A bad. for effort, Regina. And then if it doesn't oh, work, oh, we Regina. say Regina A for effort. That's, nice, that's right? Best. Yeah, yeah. I like that. A and lot. then we can circle back to I love Regina yeah. after that. Oh, Regina yeah. F for effort. <laughs> I don't know. What that is. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one, I don't think it'll make it out of this meeting. Probably not. Yeah. Probably, I, I, I doubt they'll take that. They'll probably yeah. stick with I Love Regina. Um, so the, the Dunlop. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've talked to you about the Dunlop. Well, I'm always uh, ready and available to Excellent. talk about the Dunlop. Um, yeah. yeah, we have some stuff coming up. Are you curious to know what is happening now and we what are. is coming then up? We'll, then we will tell you how to fix it. Okay, great. All right. Um, So, if you aren't doing anything tomorrow night, uh, or you find yourself downtown at about 7 o'clock, we have an amazing artist from Winnipeg named Rowan Crow. Um, Mm -hmm. She is going to be doing a performance in the gallery that's for free. That's for everyone. It's called Lifting Stone. Um, She'll be doing a, a performance that sort of looks at queerness, but also the genre of the Western. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an element of poetry reading to it, which is also awesome. So if you have an interest in queer theory and literary theory and interest in Westerns, tomorrow night's performance at Central Library could be for you. There, There's a Venn yeah. diagram that I think actually would apply to many people. Yeah. And then um, if you happen to find yourself in the north end of the city at our Sherwood Village location, we've got uh, Christopher Campbell Gardner, um, who is a Saskatchewan artist from Pence. And he is going to be um, doing a, uh, well, he's actually there every day right now. So if you go in during the week, he's going to be painting away. He's going to be working away. He's going to be speaking with the public. Um, his show called Riddance is accepting letters um, from anyone. Anyone can contribute. And it's just basically if you have a fear 
or something that you need to express that um, you think will alleviate your anxiety, um, you're able to write that on paper and give it to him, and he's mm. going to be making an artwork out of it um, over the course of the exhibition. I don't know about this. Yeah. Do you so have a lot of anxiety I do. over it? Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a lot of anxiety, and I can't imagine actually seeing one of my anxieties brought to life on a canvas well, as being something that would be therapeutic. I think that might yeah. freak me right out. Well, the good news is it's not going to be on a canvas. It's actually going to be in a canvas. I don't get what you're saying. Well, so what happens is you would write down your letter about how much anxiety you're having over just the concept of this, Mm -hmm. and then you would give it to Christopher Campbell Gardner, and then he is going to enclose it into one of his artworks so no one is ever going to see it. It's going to be sealed up. And it's this, you know, really interesting idea. I think we have an art and all of the fine arts in general where, you know, how do you show something by concealing it? Does he does he read these things? No. He, not not for no. not for a long, long time, at which mm-hmm. point he will open the artwork and post everything on Facebook. No, 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 <laughs> but no, be, no, no, but no, no, but it'll no. Only no. be weeks from no. now. So everybody Okay, and I think you should write a letter about uh-huh. this fear that you have about what he could do with it. Mm. Write a letter, take it up to Sherwood Village. It will get put into the art. This is all becoming very meta. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so it's kind of about anxiety and how how the artist himself has used art as a strategy to deal with anxiety, and he's inviting everybody else to think about the creative process as a way um, to deal with anxiety. Here's a little something I decided to comment. Yeah. I actually went to high school with with Chris. No way, that's amazing. And one night, because we would get together a lot and yeah. we'd enjoy we'd enjoy uh, drinks and such. And one time he said to me, Aiden, one day there will be something called a Facebook. And I will get everybody to give me their fears, and I will put I, them on Facebook. Really? No, no, no. Okay. I don't no, think that happens. Happen. Okay. No, this is actually. <laughs> I, 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 I'm aware of of, uh, of Chris's aesthetic of enclosing things and hiding yeah. things within artwork. But and it's, I think it's you really have a really good point, though, because I think the way social media is now is I think people use it as a tool to reveal everything about them. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of interesting that you know Chris is doing this exhibit that's about concealment as opposed to showing. Mm-hmm. So he's right? actually doing the opposite of Facebook. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's doing the opposite. He's encouraging you to share, but he's encouraging you to share privately instead of publicly and instead of you revealing your fears to a whole bunch of people it's to one person who won't ever read it to effectively nobody but it's still sharing it is is, absolutely uh, that's a fascinating idea will he be talking about what he's doing as he's doing yeah yeah he will actually he's he's in the gallery so you know you can stop by any time when the branch is open during the day and um he should he's he's there most of the days so odds are really good that you'll catch him um yeah i'm sorry sorry to keep hammering on this no please um but can you guys give me a sense of what this is going to look like like what what kind of medium does he work in beyond like our fears and anxieties look like art paul so you can actually uh there's examples of previous works that he's done that kind of conceal uh his own personal anxieties as opposed to other people's so he has this process that's really amazing that's multi-layered where the anxieties are encased within something encased within something encased within something Mm -hmm. um so in the end it sort of looks like this beautiful surface this sort of golden box of a canvas Mm. Um, so there's a couple 
a couple, I guess, examples of, of past works in the vein of what he's creating on site, um, on the walls, just so you can sort of get some idea of at the very end what the final product is going to be. And there's a closing um, reception in June, so you can celebrate with Christopher. Wonderful. Nice. And I, I will be there to uh, take photos and make sure it, all, everything um, ends up on face, Facebook. <laughs> right, no, stop. no, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. I'm just, we're just uh, always seeking to improve. Yeah, always seeking to improve. Yeah. Always seeking to improve. And then um, the next exhibition that we have opening at Central Gallery um, is on May 5th. It's an Iraqi-American artist named Wafa Bilal. Um, and it's going to be a really moving and I would say timely exhibition, um, where he's created a piece that, um, is touring across Canada at different galleries where he's looking at the destruction of libraries. Oh. Oh. Well, that's timely. It is timely. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's always timely. I mean, libraries are always the first things to get sort well, of destroyed. But when, exactly. When you've got in a totalitarian time, in time, state. Well, in times of yeah. war and in times of crisis. Um, yep. So, yeah, he's looking um, through the exhibition at, see, there's a sculptural piece and there's a series of photographs. And through the entire body of work, he's really um, looking at this whole destruction of libraries in Iraq that's been happening mm. for thousands of years now and kind of bringing the past with the present how it's something that seems to be never-ending. And through a series of gestures, he's also inviting visitors to help reconstruct some of these libraries. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So you can, oh. make a, you can make a donation. Oh, You can make okay. a donation to rebuild right. um, this one of the libraries uh, at the University of Baghdad in Iraq, which was destroyed in 2003. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a beautiful way to make a gesture to, you know, build build up a gallery that was destroyed in the Middle East at a time of war. Absolutely. Hmm. What kind of stuff does he do? Um, so he's actually, he's a really interesting artist. Yeah. Like, I encourage anyone who's heard his name to Google him. Um, he was one of the first contemporary artists to be really taken seriously, uh, or helped us to really take net art seriously. Mm -hmm. um, he has done work on the internet for years, uh, and he became most famous for a piece that he did. Oh, I wish I could remember the year. But basically, you could log on to a website where there was a bunch of paintball machines set up, and you could um, hit him with paintballs, basically, over the internet. So you could click... Oh. So it was like a video game, except it was, it was like a video real. game, except it was for real. And he was in a room and it's sort of like you're inviting the public to potentially do this painful thing to you. And he would just subject himself to it over and over again and wow. kind of harkens back in a nice way to the Yoko Ono cut piece. I don't know if you mm -hmm. know that oh, performance yes. where, where she was sitting there and people were invited to cut her clothes off. And it's just this sort of vulnerable gesture that you make. Mm -hmm. um, so he became, yeah, he was one of the first contemporary artists to really be known to um, do this work in this right. internet art forum. And I think he's really paved the way for people to take net art uh, more, more seriously. seriously. More oh, by the way, you can't see. I'm saying net art and I'm using air quotes, but this is radio. So right, you can't you can't hear my air quotes, but trust me, they're happening when See, I say net art. We, we hear the whooshing of air between yeah. your fingers. <laughs> okay, yeah. just the you know, just so nobody thinks that I'm like the cool Dunlop curator, knowing about the art of the future, net art. <laughs> like, no, I I'm yeah, I know it's media art now. I know it's 
digital media. I know. Yeah. How long ago did he do that? I'm sorry, I, uh, I think it was the early 2000s. I don't remember right. the exact year. I'm so sorry. Because oh, I, I would think know. that that would be something that uh, you just wouldn't want to do now anymore. No, like, the trolls would take it over. Too many, and they yeah. would just, and in the like, post-Trump world, your, no. Yeah. No. no, people are cruel now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the internet's become an awful, awful, awful mm-hmm. place. But I mean, the world has, right? So many people now feel yeah. free and justified to share their hate with the world. And yeah, absolutely. It'd be a less safe place for him to be yeah. doing a piece like that now. Which I guess, you know, his work is arguably kind of prophetic, right? He's yeah. a, you mm. know, uh, an Iraqi man on the internet and mm. people from all over the internet are like attacking him yeah. through the internet. So Yeah. And I mean, he would have done that piece like way before Facebook, way before, right. um, yeah. you know, maybe message boards existed (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think youtube comments existed i don't think well youtube didn't itself did not exist until 2004 oh was it six okay i thought it was four for some reason twitter 2007 like it's great it's actually crazy how these things that are entrenched in our lives now are are ridiculously recent like maybe a decade old i think facebook might have been 2003 four i'm not quite sure uh, yeah, it depends if you were a university student in the United States. Yes. You would have been one of the first then. Then it would have mm-hmm. been the Facebook. The Facebook. Just yes. like internet. Yes. It never used to be the internet. It, it was used internet. to just be internet. Do you remember when we used to call it the World Wide Web? Yes. Like in just like conversation. Oh, I know. Can were we you on the World that? Wide Web today? What, what about the information superhighway? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. the information superhighway. Yeah. 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 Like when I'd hang out with my business pals, we'd go golfing and then do satanic rituals. We'd talk about all the business opportunities on the information superhighway. Yeah, and look at you now. (laughs) Look at me now. You're definitely better. Look at me on the radio. Yep. In air quotes. (laughs) In air quotes. (laughs) Look at me doing air quotes on the radio. (laughs) Speaking of. Oh. This this radio that we're on is 91.3 FM CJTR. Regina Community Radio, and we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau, speaking with Jennifer Matatek of the Dunlop Gallery. Located within the uh, Regina Public Library. Yes, come downtown. Wonderful library. Vibrant downtown. Spring (laughs) is coming. Oh, finally. Yeah. I know, it's been too long. Um, how is the Dunlop these days? Dunlop is doing great. Yeah. yeah, we're having a really good time. We're doing lots of interesting programming. I mean, I know we always are, and I know that um, it, it's funny to say, like, things are just getting better all the time. But, like, actually, <laughs> they are. Like, I'm really pumped about a lot of the projects that we have um, coming up. I think they're going to be really interesting and really relevant to the community um, in the summer Summer's going to be great. We're going to do a Canada 150 project unlike any other. Can you uh, I can. I can. I'll give you a no teaser. Oh, Nobody yes. knows. Awesome. You're, you guys get the first teaser information about our Sweet. summer exhibition. Um, it's going to be called Trans Mundane. And we're going to be looking at altered states of consciousness, uh, keeping in mind, you know, on the occasion of Canada's 150, but also noting, you know, the conversations we're having about the legalization of marijuana, um, you know, things that happened in Weyburn. Um, oh, yes. The sort of drive also even for mindful mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to be something that people are talking about more and more these days. So it's really going to be an interesting exhibition looking at artists from across Canada who are interested in um, depicting altered states of consciousness. Neat. Neat. Yeah. Can we show up on mushrooms? I wouldn't stop you. 
unless you really were obviously intoxicated, okay. at which point I would let you know that um, the library does have a code of conduct and using substances like that is against our policy. Oh. So I would actually just recommend you get like high on life. Okay. What if he was, uh, if he told you he was one of the exhibits? Um, well, since I'm one of the curators of the exhibit, I think I would be able to accurately identify that he was not one of the but exhibits. Aiden what, can what, be really what, convincing what if on I mushrooms. said, you don't know, just repeatedly? Okay, so um, I would let you know that you're violating the library's <laughs> code of conduct. And I would nicely ask you to leave, probably. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can so maybe just come in and be a normal person. I can exhibition. do that. How does that I can, sound? I can definitely do that. And if you're wondering, like, oh, how how does one behave like a normal person? Like, come to our next opening, which is on May 5th. Oh. Of the Wafa Bilal exhibition. And you will see how one behaves as... Like, like a normal person. So there's there's, a normal person. there's there's additional value in, in Wafa Bilal's exhibit. Yes. Not only are you treated to, like, a fascinating thought-provoking art yes. exhibit, you also learn how to behave like a normal person. <laughs> you do, by watching the people around you. Yeah. It's socialization. It's socialization best. is so important. I just read a thing that says men are supposed to have at least two drinks a week. Really? Why? Well, with other people, like, okay. not by themselves, <laughs> just to be clear. So, yeah, apparently socialization is really important for mental health. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they mean that it has to be with other men or you could... It's it. just dudes who need to have. Apparent the, the study was just like dude specific. But well, apparently, I'm betting apparently. it was a dude putting on the study who just needed friends. That's what I'm wondering, <laughs> or or a dude that really needed to justify to like his girlfriend who wasn't supportive of his. Yeah, he's at the bar and he's going, "This is so great. Yeah, <laughs> this is making me feel awesome. I'm going to write this up as a paper <laughs> right now. This I'm is a sample." <laughs> But I need to review this drink. But but for for men, it's like your older loneliness and alienation is a problem. Oh, it totally because is. we don't know how to make friends. No, very well, at, you good. don't know how to be people. Exactly, how to be a person in a place. So right, right? which is why I show up on mushrooms all the time. Yeah, too, well, <laughs> yeah. So in in a weird way, you won't be out of place in our summer show. But like you know, like just don't be. Just don't violate the code of conduct. I, I, will not. I got my eye on you. Okay, I will not violate. Got my eye on you. It's, Are I, you going to shepherd him, Paul? Are you going to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't worry. All right. Yeah. That's right. Yes, Excellent. He's he is my he is my keeper. Yep. Well, I'm more like your assistance animal. <laughs> <laughs> your guide dog. Or a monkey helper monkey. Yeah. I oh, really want one. I watched this uh, video last night of the spider monkeys, and it was like some Planet Earth documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I was watching spider monkeys learn to climb for the first time. Did you know that, oh, I can't remember the stats, if it was only two-thirds of them make it to adulthood or one-third of them make it to adulthood? But Neither anyway, bad, at least one-third doesn't make it all the way to adulthood. Because they're kidnapped by Captain Hook and taken to Never Never Land? That's a wonderful idea. Where they can, get to we, live out. We can pretend that that's why. Ah, just young spider monkeys living in paradise. Do yeah. they just fall? Is that what's happening? Like they're trying, they're trying I to learn how to climb, fall. and they, they just fall. They try to learn how to climb, and they just, they just fall. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh. oh, I was also going to uh, let you know, Aiden. Too, I have to double check the date of it, and I should know this as somebody that works for the library. I apologize. I'll need to double check right now. But there is a mental health uh, fair. <laughs> happening at the library coming up. I thought um, you were going to tell me my books were open. I can't remember if it's this Saturday or next Saturday. I'm really sorry. I'm just, I'm blanking on it. Let me just look. 
Um, once I have the date, I'll tell you. Cool. So you can come because I feel like you could really, it sounds like you could really benefit. It does. From resources. Well, how about while you're doing that, Yeah, we'll move on to the next item on the agenda, and you can stick around until the second part of the meeting. That sounds great. And you can fill us in on more stuff. Yeah. All right. Okay, so you know what's up next. I believe I'm I'm getting the feeling that next we have to think of, like, tools for revenue that are innovative. Yes, we do. It is innovative revenue tools. I knew that. I knew there was a title that was catchier than what I was saying. And you know what? Using all the same words. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. Not at all. Uh, this is, uh, the innovative revenue tool for this week is the last time we get to talk about the look and listen lottery. Cause it's like the deadline is Monday, I think. Yeah. Uh, the CJTR, it's, uh, May 2nd. Oh, so that's still really soon. For the CJTR 2017 look and listen lottery, choose your own vacation. Don't let the man choose it for you. You understand. I get it. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, yes, this is the this is the last week uh, for the CJ2R 2017 Look and Listen Lottery. Uh, Jennifer, do yes. you have your 2017 Look and Lottery ticket? You know what? I do. Excellent. I do, but I'm secretly hoping I don't win. Can I tell you why? Uh, that's weird, but yes, go ahead. I won the last that's right. That's right. You did. So I kind of feel like it wouldn't be fair if I won this one too. It would be oh weird. So you can like vouch for the fact that this is like a oh, real look and listen. I can vouch for the fact that like when you you know submit to something that you guys put together where there's mm-hmm. a trip at the end of it, there yeah. is a trip at the end of it, and it is a fun trip. Where did you go? Uh, Cuba. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. It was so good. I know when I was going to take all these pictures and tag everybody on social media, but then there was actually no Wi-Fi at my resort. (laughs) And also, I brought the wrong charger cable for my phone. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah. So you were were isolated. I was a bit isolated. But yeah, it was a great time. Everybody, buy a ticket. Could be you. Absolutely. They're only $20. There are 1,500 tickets in total for sales here. Odds are phenomenally good of winning something. First prize is a seven-day trip sponsored by Carlson Wagenli Record Travel uh, to one of four destinations, uh, Halifax, Victoria, Portland, or San Francisco. Uh, Accommodations, airfare paid for, plus, I believe, $500 spending cash, all kinds of itineraries planned. They've great things to see and do while you're on any one of these beautiful coastal destinations. I'm from Halifax. I recommend it. I'm not from any of the other places, but I recommend them too. Uh, second prize, $1,000 travel voucher from Carlson Wagenlee Records Travel. Third prize, Regina Folk Festival 2017 experience. That's two weekend passes to the Regina 2017 Folk Festival with the Festival of Folk. I think Tegan and Sarah are headlining yeah. this year uh, and yeah, many others. Cool. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty excited. Uh, ticket information, like I said, they're $20. Uh, the draw date is May 4th. Last day for ticket sales is May 2nd at noon. So it's coming up quick. You can uh, purchase online at cgtr.ca slash donate uh, or by calling the radio station at 306-525-7274. You can even drop in other offices, 1102 8th Avenue on 3rd floor. Come on in Monday through Friday. Uh, what else? Oh, if you mentioned that... Uh, that you bought through us. You can also contact us directly on Twitter at Queen City IB, and uh, we will give you not only do you get a chance at winning the prize, you get a certificate from us if you, you buy do. through us, um, which we grant you the title either, I believe, Regional Director, Moth, Grand Moth, or if you buy an entire book of five, I don't even know if there's five left at this point, Lord Darth Vader. 
We will make you that. We will make you that. Mm-hmm. That's a real incentive. We, yeah. we, have, a, we yet, have a Galactic Empire charter to do this. We do. And well, yet so far nobody has taken us up well, on let me, Guys, pick up the phone. Like, the odds statistically are so good Yeah. compared to a lot of contests in this world. Like, mm-hmm. if you do buy a lottery ticket, yes, no. If you've ever bought a lottery ticket, like, buy this. Buy this. Yeah, because yeah. lottery tickets are... There are attacks on there are attacks on foolishness, but this is a real chance. Yes. I mean, think about it. Thirty three percent of the people in this room have won the look and listen lottery. You can't get odds better than that. And there are and there are seven hundred people in this room right now. <laughs> it is very It is a hot. little stuffy. Yeah. It is kind of stuffy. All right. Well that was great. Yes. Um, Shoe people. <laughs> oh, there they get go. out. Good. <laughs> Good. All right. It's well it's that uh, that was great. But let's move on to the other innovative revenue tools. They're coming up right now. The Talent Pool on 91.3 FM CJTR. Come out and enjoy live entertainment at one of these fine venues. At the Moose Jaw Cultural Center, on right now until Sunday, Rube Bar Productions presents Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias is Robert Harling's universally beloved play about the friendship amongst six Louisiana women who bond and gossip at a local beauty shop while following the marriage and motherhood of one of the customer's daughters. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to moosejawculture.ca. At the Lancaster Tap House on Friday, it's Friday Night Live, featuring the top talents both locally and from all corners of the country. At the Casino Regina Show Lounge tonight, the Jazz Society presents Dion Taylor and the Backsliders. Doors open at 6 and show begins at 8. For more information or to purchase tickets, go to jazzregina.ca. At the Capitol Restaurant and Cocktail Bar tonight, Kara Galumba. She brings her strong voice and amazing songs to the Capitol stage. The Talent Pool, your live entertainment listings, only on Regina Community Radio. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know an early picture of the Leader Building, the original home of the Leader Post, is included in the introduction of the Big Bang Theory? It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com. And every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. All right, we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. And oh. I don't know if you've noticed, but Innovative Revenue Tools now end with our friend and uh, improvement vector, Kenton DeYoung, talking about, well, Providing us with Regina facts. Yes, as, as I as I call him, content de Young. Content de Young, yeah. Yes, he'll yes. love that. He will. He was. Well, he's hearing. If he's hearing it right now, he already loves it. Yeah. No, uh, Kenton. Yeah, Kenton's a, a good fellow, and uh, his blog is uh, it's it's great read mm-hmm. and beautiful photography, and uh, and and sh- and throughout shot throughout with Kenton's engaging personality and fresh takes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his Regina facts. His Regina facts. Yeah, yes. love a fact. Yeah, so we'll be doing those every week for the next well indefinitely. You know what? You know what Nietzsche said about facts. What? I I don't know. He was like so far gone with syphilis at that point. It was just mm. raving. Oh. No, he said facts are interpretations. Oh, yeah. Do you know what Talking Heads said about facts? Facts don't come with points of view. Facts don't do what I want them to. Ooh. Facts just twist the truth around. Facts are living turned inside out. Nice. Facts are getting the best of them. Then something 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 something. I really wish I had something poetic to say about facts right now. 
Facts. <laughs> facts of life. The Ooh. facts of life. Ooh, that's pretty good. You take you the good, you take the bad, take the facts of life. The facts of life. Yeah. That was great. Excellent. Thank you all. Thank you all so very much. Great. That's uh, Jennifer, yeah, you had some uh, more information about uh, something mental health. Oh, the mental related. health fair. Yeah. Yes, I double checked right. the date. It is the date that I thought that, but I wanted to double check to be sure, which is May sixth. So, uh, yeah, come to the Dunlop opening on the fifth, uh, and then come back on the sixth. What is the mental Ooh. health fair? The Mental Health Fair is uh, put together by Community Engagement and Programming at Regina Public Library. It's going to be a whole bunch of community groups um, in the Regina area that are there to basically talk about um, what it is they do and how they can help you. And just to really open up the dialogue about mental health in our community. As we know, it's one of those things that often is super stigmatized to talk about. um, And I wish it weren't. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful way to keep the dialogue open. Yeah, and a good place to go if you're you're feeling something yourself, or if you know somebody who's struggling. It's so important to reach out, and I know when I mean I know for myself, like when you get the blues, so easy to just sort of retreat within yourself. When really the best thing to do is to try to go outside, go outside, get some sunlight, talk to a friend, hold a hand, pet a cat, have Mm -hmm. a tea. I'll, I could just keep listing all the mental health yeah, things. Definitely don't, don't uh, you know, get into the throes of anxiety and take a job in the basement of City Hall. Definitely. And then escape, and do a bunch of mushrooms and show up at the Yeah, yeah don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, that is don't not a good coping that. mechanism. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It is a mechanism. Not it is a good one. not a good one. No. You'll see me there at both places. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's May 6th. Is there anything else? Uh, you want to let us know about the Dunlop? You know, I just like, uh, oh, the other thing I w- wanted to mention, I don't know if you guys have noticed or anyone's noticed, but uh, Regina Public Library has a new website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Ooh, it same, is, same domain, Regina Library? Yeah, re- yeah reginalibrary.ca. Mm-hmm. If you haven't checked it out, I would suggest go to the new website. All of our programs, everything that we have coming up and happening is on it, and it's such a great set up to communicate to the world all the exciting programs and collections and things we have yeah. to offer. And you can like book books through you the can, yeah. online catalog. Yeah, and, and actually if you set up what's really neat about it and is new versus the old website is you can actually set up a profile. So you know when you buy stuff on Amazon that's like, if you liked this, you might also like this. Well, if you opt in and create a profile on the web page, you can have that sort of experience. Oh, and then that sweet. way, um, you could find out about things that you're interested in that you otherwise might not have found out about. And just so long as the thing you're interested in doesn't have to get here through an interlibrary loan, you're golden. Well, you know, uh, with the funding restored, we'll see yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. And that is really good news. Yeah. That you're, it is. Funding yeah. Restored. Oh, yeah. I, like, I'm so happy that yeah. that's happened. Yeah. I, I'm speaking as, like, a citizen right now. So yeah. happy. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great thing because it shows that, um, you know, if people get active and, you know, they find that there's a decision by the government that mm-hmm. they're not so keen on, that you you do have a voice and you can actually, like, turn things around. So that's pretty yeah. exciting. I mean, as a citizen, I have so many feelings about this whole issue. Um, I think it's kind of amazing that um, we have so many MLAs in this province and... Mm-hmm the level of how well they know their constituents is something that as a citizen, I'm really questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause 
you know, it's kind of weird that they didn't know already yeah. that this was something that people find really important. I mean, I work at the library. I see people using it every day. Exactly. I know the passion that people have. So it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe they don't go to libraries or take buses, these MLAs. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think maybe they should uh, they should do those things. Yeah. They Thank should go you. to the library, get a book, consult the internet. Yeah, sit down a little bit. Take a business program. Yeah. Or be better. Write a be letter. Be write be a letter. Be inviting be them to do that with be you. Be better. Write a letter. Like be better. Write a letter. Be better. Write a letter. That's good. And that actually also ties into the Chris Campbell Gardner exhibition yeah, where yeah. we're asking Ooh. you to write a letter so you can be better. Yeah. This is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm just really <laughs> linking everything okay. together I like in ways. Well, there's, there's that a time you got to grow and show, and then you know about the facts of life. Facts of life. Grow and show part of it? Yes. That's there, really embarrassing. There's a time you got to grow and show, and then you know about the facts of life. I'm embarrassed by the that lyric. There's a lot about uh, that show that was what? embarrassing. <laughs> and not just the hair. <laughs> <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever see the, the final ep? Okay, I won't talk about this for too long, <laughs> but the last episode. Of the facts of life was an attempt to be a backdoor pilot for a spinoff oh. of the facts of life, and it had people like uh, Seth Green as a child. You may remember him as Oz from Buffy yeah, the Vampire yeah, yeah, Slayer yeah. and yeah. so on. But it had a lot of a whole bunch of recognizable actors today, but all as like sassy kids. I remember George Clooney being like the handyman, yeah. and then he was on Roseanne, yeah. As the, and then he and then his career kind of fizzled. Yeah, like where did ugly. he go? <laughs> What did he do? Who's what? Everybody was like, ooh, he's hideous. Get him off the air. So that's that's all we heard from George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Who did he end? He, he oh, left I the show. He, yeah. he left the show because, I'm talking Facts of Life. Oh. He left the Facts of Life because he was going to go be a roadie for some pop singer. Really? And the name of the pop singer is on the t- tip of my tongue. Because it was one of these things where like, they had an actual you know, one-hit wonder pop singer come on Roxanne. the show. Roxanne. You're kidding. You know? Roxette? No, Roxanne. it wasn't. It wasn't. Not that's Roxanne. Good, maybe maybe no. that's why he went on Roxanne, because he thought it was Roxanne. He, it was <laughs> he was there to be the roadie. <laughs> I actually would, like, I wish that were true. Yeah. Me too. I mean, that, that the part about the Roxette, Roxanne. I think thing. I might go home and Photoshop this dream that I have. <laughs> <laughs> put it on Facebook. <laughs> or, <laughs> or put it in a letter. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. And send it to Chris. Send it to Chris Campbell Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the one, I was going to say, Photoshop your dreams because the world never seems to be living up to your dreams. Do you think that's an improvement tool? Photoshop the world? Yes. Your dreams? Yeah. 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 And then you find out the facts of life are all about you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the song, so there's yeah. really no more nice to go for this. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, how about we, uh, we're on 91.3 CJTR Regina Community Radio. This is the Queen City Improvement Bureau with Jennifer Matatek from the Dunlop Gallery. I'm Paul, and Aiden is over there. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't, they, oh, you ruined the mystery. <laughs> they don't know, like, our listeners don't know that I'm over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they think we're the same person. <laughs> they think we're actually, like, two people standing on top of each other's shoulders in a trench coat. Yeah. That's, that's what they thought. Ew. Now, now they know. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we carry on uh, and get to the other part of our agenda, which is the city council wrap-up. Ab- absolutely. Because the city council marathon ended this Monday night. Five meetings in five weeks. They must be exhausted. Those people who attended all of these meetings from the beginning to the end spent over 24 hours of their life in city council in the in the Henry Baker Hall. 
over the last five weeks. Well, that's a lot of work for a part-time job. Yeah. Yeah, which is what your counselors are. They're there for a part-time job. Anyways, it was interesting in that this was a return to the old-fashioned council meetings. No more griping <laughs> about the budget. It was back to doing, like, real council business. Business as usual. Exactly. And... um they did a bunch of stuff. This one was interesting in that the agenda was the main agenda was actually pretty short. It was only about two hours long, but then the real agenda started. Mm. Uh, Councillor Stevens showed up with two motions to this meeting, and uh, there were delegations there to speak in favor of those motions. This almost never happens, and the motions themselves. Usually, when you get to the motions part of a meeting. It, you know it's winding down. You know it's like, okay, we're just going to get through these, they'll be done, and we're going to be home in about 20 minutes. But no, this went on for another two hours. Well, that's a, these wow. were contentious mm-hmm. motions. So I want to talk about the first one. I'm going to take them in order. The first motion was the school trip program or the class trip program. And what uh, Councillor Stevens was proposing is that the administration look into instituting a class trip program, which would be People who are going on a class trip, kids who are going on a class trip, would get free bus fare. So they wouldn't get their own bus, but they could just take normal bus routes. They could get on the bus, and if you're on a class trip, you wouldn't have to pay to get on the bus. Mm-hmm. And this way, the school board, for certain class trips, they could send the kids on the school bu- on the uh, city buses, and it would save them from hiring a school bus. So it would save it would save the potentially two hundred thousand dollars a year for the school board, because oh. that's how much they spend on school buses in a year, right? Uh, so if every single class trip went on the city transit for free, it would. Uh, so it was a pretty good idea, right? Like one of one of the arguments was that this is a way to educate kids about transit. That transit isn't this scary, terrifying thing. It's actually pretty fun. It's pretty convenient. Right. So and convenient. Yeah, and so you get like this, like this, these children coming and learning how great transit is. Uh, in fact, Adam Hicks. A new school trustee showed up to say, hey, I think this is a great idea. I'm not speaking for the school board, but I think this is awesome. I think you should do it. And that's when we started to discover that council was not the biggest fan of this idea. Because poor Mr. Poor school trustee Adam Hicks was grilled about wow. this program, even though this was not his motion. He was merely there to say, I like what's, what this uh, Councillor Stevens is doing. And they discovered his name wasn't even Adam Hicks. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't. And so, yeah, council, council peppered him with questions. And you know what time it is. It what? is montage time. Ooh. It is montage time. I have a montage of the questions that council asked count, uh, uh, Trustee Hicks. Montage. Montage. Do you not think it would be more advantageous for both the school boards and the city if you actually came into a partnership instead of saying this money would go to the schools, instead say, you know what, we've got $200,000 worth of transportation that we're doing. Maybe we should talk to the city and see how we can partner with them to make that happen so that it's a partnership rather than us donating something. Is it your understanding that you would want our common residents uh, you're saying that the money they spend for municipal taxation to provide municipal services, which are sorely lacking, that they would now want that money used to 
transport school children who are provided for out of school taxes. You know, what we can do as a city. Um, my concern lies in the precedent that the provincial government has set with their track records. And a lot of programs like this, I think, you know, being on the school board, you can understand. The, uh, the paratransit program is something that we partnered with the provincial government to try and try and make. Now they've, they've never kept up with their bargains or with, the, with, with their contributions. So what I'm concerned about is that if we did this, this $200,000 that comes out of your budget so that you can use it toward other supplies, what the provincial government might do is they might see this and say, hey, there's an area we can do some savings, take $200,000 from their budget. That's my concern. And it's just because we've seen the behavior so of the way. What is the school budget annually? You've given us a number of $200,000 last year. What is the transportation budget that school boards have annually? Has your Great question. Board I've done a number of passed any sort of resolution uh, endorsing uh, this? Have you put a motion? Has a resolution been passed by your school board? Three, where's the, unfortunately? The $9 million. Let's just use that as an example. If you're asking us to do certain things with specifics, let's just let's just go with this. If you took the nine million dollars and gave it to the city and asked all the parents to put their kids Thanks, on a public Adam, transit coming system, coming forward with this um, with this idea, the um, uh, questions that I'm going to ask are about how how this might work. Have you talked with any of the um, central office administrators within the public board about? what they would have to do to be able to monitor this or know what's happening because they usually want to know when when um, have you heard what the city transit's doing with the university that type of partnership and is that something that you'd be interested city, in getting into I mean the public system and the catholic system and the private schools and what about uh, what about uh, clubs that go out on field trips with their uh, student members those people too so I scouts, guides, cadets. Adult or senior who says you're discriminating against me because during the hours of nine to three you're letting school kids go for free, and I should be able to go for free as well. Uh, at three worship, I'd have to say I can't um, answer that one. I'm going to downsize this even more and say we have a bunch of pencils that we don't use during the day. Does that mean we should give them to the school board to use? Is that sort of really what you're saying? Is that we have a service? Or we have pencils on our desk that we're not using right now. When we're not using them, should we give them to the school board to use? So, Mr. Flagel, that's uh, an interesting uh, comparison. And I would say, uh, logistically, that would be a logistic nightmare to try to pick up pencils. But if that's the offer on the table, that might be a whole separate thing. But to, to be honest, though, this is about a service that is running our community. All right. So that was a montage of your city council asking trustee Adam Hicks about wow. uh, why this. Uh, that, that's like that's like a, a little girl going in and saying that she likes candy and having the councillors say, have you thought about the implications of like, you know, sugarcane crop production in, you know, in, in Central America? It does give you a pretty good idea, though, of like the kinds of objections that council is raising about this and why council didn't actually uh, uh, approve this. On this evening, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. I, I thought there was going to be a dramatic turnaround. No, they didn't actually vote it down. Though there is a bit of a dramatic turnaround. What they did do is they um, they referred it to the school board liaison committee. So that's where oh, we have like some counselors, some administration people, and some administration people and some trustees from the school board. They all all the school boards. They all get together and they hash things out. They haven't met for a really, 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 really long time, and that's why Stevens's motion came forward because there was actually no um, no mechanism through which something this like huh. this could be discussed. Um, so after the meeting, 
uh, one of the media people asked Councillor, or sorry, Mayor Fougere, what the big sticking point was for him, uh, and I just thought I would play that because he's our mayor. Hey, why not? Uh, with the class trips one, uh, what was do you feel was the biggest stumbling block? Well, I, I think uh, the motion was very prescriptive in terms of what. Um, what we could, uh, what would be done? Uh, it wasn't just uh, the public school board or, or the separate school board. It's also uh, with daycares, which which tends to bring a lot more at play in terms of what, what the impact would be. Um, there is uh, parallel discussions with the the school boards now on the city school board liaison committee, and I think um, the majority of council felt this have that discussion first to see where that goes. But the motion itself was very prescriptive and and would ties into something without having more knowledge. All right, so one of the things, that was Mayor Fougere talking about why he objected to uh, passing the school trip motion at the meeting and uh, approved referring it to the liaison committee. Uh, one of the things that was happening in the gallery as this motion was being discussed is that people were getting really angry. And they weren't so much from my, my impression was that they weren't so much angry that it was getting referred to another committee. They were upset because, first of all, council was debating the class trip program as though Stevens was suggesting we just institute it, when in fact Stevens was asking administration to investigate it. And so they were asking administration questions about, how much is this going to cost? What do you mean you can't tell us how much this is going to cost? Uh, when that's what the motion was actually like hoping to get to the bottom of. Uh, the other thing is that a lot of councillors sort of demonstrated the fact that they're not big transit users. In fact, may never what? have ridden on transit before in their lives. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, they didn't know things such as the fact that, you know, the buses between 9 and 3 o'clock in the day really aren't that busy. And you heard there the mention of one of the big sticking points was that the motion extended not just to school students, but also to daycare kids. Hmm. And there was like, oh, this is going to drive the price up, be crazy, because all these extra kids that aren't going to our schools are going to be getting on the bus for free. But they didn't seem to know that daycare kids are typically under the age of five because they're not in school, they're in daycare. And if you're under five, you get on the bus for free already. And a lot of daycares are actually already using the school buses for their class That's trips. That's a great deal, mm. I just have to say. Yeah, if you're under five, you can't, yeah. can't, can't And I get can't pass for it anymore. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Let me look at you. Uh, yeah, you're probably stubble. right. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, you, if you just covered up the crow's feet. You think? Yeah. I can pass for five? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to pass for four, though, because when you turn five... Uh, it's no more time on the bus. Oh, so it's upon really? the occasion. Yeah, on the occasion of your fifth oh, birthday. Oh, it's very okay. Yeah. Like I'm the height of a four-year-old, but I'm missing some hair. Yeah. So. All right. So that motion got referred. The other motion that Councillor uh, Councillor Stevens brought forward, uh, this was the one that 12 delegations showed up for. So at five minutes apiece, that's an hour. Wow. Isn't it? Is that how it works? That's, yeah. I think that's math. It's an hour. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good bit of arithmetic right there. So 12 delegations showed up. Stevens's motion was that council should affirm their, uh, that they think that crowns are a good thing and that the provincial government shouldn't sell off the crowns and that the mayor should write a letter to the provincial government mm. saying don't sell our crowns because the crowns are really important to the Regina um, to the Regina economy. Uh, this is how that vote ended with respect to the motion I want it recorded though that the motion was defeated okay. we're now doing a recorded vote okay. Councillor Hawkins Councillor Fendura Councillor Bryce in favor Councillor Murray Councillor Stevens in favor Councillor Young opposed Councillor Flagel opposed 
Councillor Mancinelli. In favor. Councillor O'Donnell. Opposed. Mayor Fougere. Opposed. That confirms that, Mayor, by a vote of 7 to 3, the motion was defeated. The motion is defeated. Order, please. Order. Order, please. You had your... All right. Well, so there was that some anger how, there on the yeah, gallery. Yeah, the gallery was pretty upset about don't, that. Yeah, outcome. don't love disorder, but all this engagement, love it. Yeah. Love yeah. love engaged citizens, love mm. engaged councillors. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so 12 people showed up, and they were very disappointed when the motion to save the crown. And it was, I think, after the meeting, the mayor argued that this isn't really the city council's jurisdiction the city doesn't own any crowns the city has nothing to do with the crowns all the city can do is sort of accept whatever the province does on the crowns because it's the province's business not city councils um councillor stevens argued that because of the importance of the crowns to the city that the city should really be involved that there all there's all these head offices from crown corporations here that uh, we should really be involved in the discussion i think where this motion really fell down is nobody, none of the 12 delegations, nor Councillor Stevens, really made a solid argument for why it was crucial for Regina City Council to send this letter to the province. Nobody was able to say, um, doing this is necessary and this is why it is your mandate to do this. They just basically argued crowns are really good, crowns are really good to Regina, therefore you should do this. I think they needed to go that extra step and say why this letter itself was an important yeah, thing. Or have a to. precedent, right? Like yeah. one way or the other mm -hmm. um, yeah. of like when they've done it in the past or when they haven't done it in the past. Yeah. It's yeah. good debate. Exactly. And council has written letters to the province in the past over things like housing support and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's not completely unprecedented for the uh, To for make the a gesture of advocacy that. in that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. So those are the two big motions. There was a bunch of other stuff. Parking lots, Greenfield development. Cooper Town passed again. It's <laughs> it's another another day closer to a reality. The facts of life. Yeah. <laughs> the facts of life. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay, but anyways, we are out of time for this meeting. We've really got to call oh, for should, an adjournment. Should we, we make a motion to adjourn? We probably should, yeah. Okay. I mean, we don't have quorum, but I suppose we, we don't. can still try. I can second it. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, but I guess you should make the motion first. Okay, I, I, I motion to adjourn. I second that motion. Okay, thanks for coming in. Oh, Absolutely. thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Anytime. Most, well, motion passed, and meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. This episode brought to you by Councillor Flagel's Bagels by Hagel. Explore the dialectic of sliced bagels, lift up the cream cheese, suppress the tomatoes. That's Councillor Flagel's Bagels by Hagel. Your hosts have been Paul Duchenne and Aidan Morgan. Our guest tonight, Jennifer Matatek, director of the Dunlop Gallery. Music by Guidewire, a.k.a. Ryan Hill, as always. Uh, next up, oh, for that, uh, you can find us on cgtr.ca. Listen to our podcast on cgtr.ca slash podcasts or find us on iTunes. Also, we're available on Twitter, Queen City IB, and on Facebook or our own website, queencityib.com. It's almost exhausting how available we are. <laughs> Coming up next is, is the Nerdcore Cabaret, followed by the cockpit. <coughs> Keep on improving, Regina. Get better.